When you need medical help fast, use NHS 111 online to go from home to an urgent treatment centre. Mr Williams, please come through. Or a pharmacy. Hello, pharmacist will see you now. Or if needed, stay where you are and get a call from a nurse, doctor or paramedic. Get assessed and directed to the right place for you in as little as 90 seconds. Use NHS 111 online. This is our People podcast, telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hello, welcome to our People podcast. My name is Fiona Thompson. I'm a communications tr- officer with the Trust, uh, and I'm very pleased to welcome Lord Middlemass and Sarah Little with me today. Um, Lorna, why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about your job and your background. So I'm Lorna, I work as the lead midwife for maternal mental health, so I work in our maternal mental health service. Um, in addition, I work in our obstetric mental health clinic and our birth reflections. So that's sort of three different mental health services that we offer in the trust. And how long have you been a midwife for? Um, since 2013. So Sarah, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came into the job and what you do with the trust? Um, so I started to do the clinic a couple of years ago um, on a Friday with Lorna and now I practically do it like every Friday and that is the Obstetric Mental Health Clinic. Um, I also predominantly work on delivery suite as well which is good because I aim to look after the women that we see on the clinic. And I also work in the community so I kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, I've been a midwife for just over five years now. Excellent. And what kind of drew you both into the role? What, what was it that started kind of start your interest in becoming midwives? Um, for me, I sort of felt like as if being in the NHS for me felt worthwhile. So I think it, and I guess a lot of my family are in the NHS, so it probably came from there. It's a bit of a calling. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always wanted to be a midwife, even since I was like 12, 13. You know, like everyone was like, oh, you want to be a midwife? Like, you know, at that age, but I just always was drew to that job. Sometimes so, you always know what you want to do, uh-huh. and sometimes you go through like not quite sure. Yeah, so I did my nursing first, and um, I did that for a couple of years, but my, like, I always had that focus on being a midwife, so... Oh, excellent. And I should mention that this podcast follows on from another one that Lorna has recorded with us, uh, which is definitely worth a listen. That's um, about our maternal mental health service. So, Lorna, I know we recorded it a little while ago, but do you want to just explain a little bit about what we talk about in that one, uh, just in case anybody wants to go back and have a listen first? Yeah, so um, it talks about our sort of newly launched maternal mental health service. We've been going for just about a year now and um, I work in that team with two psychologists and um, we offer support to those who have sort of particularly struggled with um, birth trauma, perinatal loss or a fear or anxiety around childbirth. That's really useful, no, thank you. And we're going to start off by talking about our birth reflection service. So would you mind telling us who it's for, what kind of form the sessions take and who's involved from the trust side of things? So the Birth Reflection Service, again, quite newly sort of formed, launched in October last year, and that's available for anybody really, um, anybody who wants to have some questions answered about their births. Uh, a lot happens sort of in that time, usually at a time when you're sort of in a lot of pain maybe, or you've had some medications and you can't quite recall all of the events that happened at the time, or you just might have some questions about it. So it's an opportunity to come along and meet a, um, meet a team of the midwives. So there's two midwives who run the session together um, and they just sort of look through your notes before you come. You bring your questions and journey with you and then we help piece it all together. 
And so what does what do, what would a family need to do to be able to access that? On discharge, um, you're provided with a little information card and it has like a QR code that you can scan on your phone and it takes you to the online self-referral form. So um, it's an online self-referral form sort of on the trust website or you can ring the, um, the telephone number on there to do like an online referral over the phone. So we do go through them through like a little bit of chat with them before they arrive so that you know a little bit about their experiences yeah, so the online self-referral form sort of asks what you hope to get from the session. So um, it may be that you had an, an emergency section and you're not really sure why. And premature birth. Yeah. Um, but like sometimes babies go in the neonatal unit for whatever reason. Sometimes the ones just discuss reasons why. Um, and I guess a lot must happen in, in however long that period of time is during your labour and birth. So much must happen and I guess mm-hmm. you're in one place and there's lots of other conversations going around and you might have had a question about what was what was discussed or yeah, yeah. something that was said and you didn't understand at the time. So and if we think about our day-to-day life, we don't remember every minute or hour mm. of that day. So again, with birth, it's the same. Um, and we can look back on our documentation to answer any questions that we might have. And how do people find it help? Like, sometimes is it like a mental health thing that they just feel like they need these questions are answered so that they can kind of understand what happened or is it like is it why, why do people tend to find it most helpful to them? People do tend to find it the feedback's been really great people just say oh that just makes so much more sense now and that um, I'm no longer thinking back to that wondering why because they know and it's not always mental health sometimes people are thinking about future babies as well and how that that experience might impact future pregnancies and they sort of if they know it, it, it might not or there's options there next time round then I think that just helps bring a bit of comfort as well um, but yeah the feedback has been really positive and the staff really in, in, enjoy doing the sessions as well because the women you can see that they get so much out of it so the, the feedback's been great from the staff as well. And we also offer access to talking therapy, so can you tell us a little bit more about that service and um, who can find that support help to them? So talking therapies is available to sort of anybody, pregnant or not pregnant, and they're sort of out there as general mental health and wellbeing support. If you are pregnant or you've had a baby in the last year, you can access that on the priority pathway, Um, and that's the same for partners as well, if they've, um, you know had a baby in the last year or so, or their partners are currently pregnant, they can access that on a priority pathway. And they are um, like short, currently focused um, interventions, psychological interventions, on based on what is happening for you at the moment, what sort of is your goal, and how do we sort of get you there. So it can be things like um, cognitive behavioural therapy, it can be self-help tools at home, and they really are quite sort of flexible as well, so they can be virtual, they can be group, they can be face-to-face, one-to-one. So it's a free service as well. Has yeah. that become a little bit more accessible in different ways because of the pandemic, or was that always the case anyway? Like, I think that was always the case, wasn't it? just Not makes really it easier yeah. for people to do, and sometimes I guess people might feel a bit more comfortable in their own home, or yeah. you know, do it over the phone so they don't have to kind of... Yeah. They can be in their own little little place, I guess, that must be a help to them. So, and what kind of feedback do we get from, from people who've gone through those sessions? Do they find it in, in the same way that the birth and reflections help? Does it help them kind of come to terms with things or to deal with their own thoughts? I think it helps provide like little like tools and techniques for sort of anxiety management and often they can bring them into like maybe the labour ward room with them because it's a, a new environment 
um, so they can it might make them have a heightened sense of anxiety when they first come in. So using those little tools and techniques can be really beneficial, and I think the feedback has been positive. Yeah. And does this tend to be for people who are pregnant or who have had babies, or a mixture of both? Or anyone can access it. Yeah. It tends to be the first point of call for like GPs stuff, doesn't it? You know, if you like anyone like ourselves or anything went to the GP, they would be their first point of call to access them. So they're like really accessible and so if anybody expresses any kind of like concern that you know i'm not feeling all that great or i'm really worried or anxious and things that would be kind of the first step forward to address that concern right okay oh that's really helpful uh so sorry you've already mentioned that you work as part of our obstetric mental health clinic why don't you tell us a little bit about what's involved in that and who those sessions are for so we um predominantly take women who have pre-existing mental health problems such as bipolar personality disorder um, women who are on medication such as sertraline, fluoxetine, who um, and maybe remain unstable on it or just need that little bit extra support. We do understand a lot of women already have some agencies involved, um, so we might liaise with them, see what plan they have in place. Um, we're just that little bit extra support in their pregnancy, so we also see them if they have growth scans. Um, we also will look at any extra support that we can provide in their pregnancy, such as if they need um, a tour of the hospital. Oh, yeah. oh right, okay. Yeah, and um, sort of a bit extra sort of birth planning maybe. Yes. And obviously working on delivery suite as well, sometimes we need to look after the women just to give that continuity for them. So it's a familiar face, so they're not having to repeat the history that they've had mm-hmm. before. Um, we also see patients who are under 16 years old. We see patients who might need a little bit extra support, such as asylum seekers. Yeah, and it's about sort of, I guess, looking at somebody holistically and looking at what other services are out there, sort of like third party sectors and, and matching them up, you know, say somebody is a bit a bit worried and doesn't have the confidence to go out on their own, sort of with a new baby or so, and they're feeling anxious about that. And um, it's about putting them in touch with, say, oh, the, the Sunderland Counselling Service has a really great maternal mental health link worker. It's about matching them up because I guess so much of their, their lives are happening outside of the hospital environment yeah. where their problems take place. We work closely with like the community perinatal team as well, and um, so it would be you know either if they've got an agency involved or ourselves who would predominantly do that referral to them, and they're just a little bit more intense support for them. Like they're very, you know, they're more specialised. Yeah, they've got like a, it's like an outreach team, so they work with um, like there's like doctors and nurses within that team but there's also like peer support so somebody who's been through and mm-hmm. um, that experience and can help there's nursery nurses that you know to, they can go to their home environment and help them it's about i guess creating the best the best support network around that family to have the best outcome for mom and babies together do you know what i mean it's all about sort of that family support can that happen at any point during the pregnancy because i know you're talking about people who maybe have existing uh, concerns and, and uh, mm-hmm. conditions but I guess if, if there's a, a, a point in the pregnancy they become concerned yeah, or you know it's it's it suddenly becomes apparent that somebody does need to help is it something that can kick in at any point? Yeah so initially um, when a woman books a pregnancy we will get the referral through when we decide whether they're suitable for our clinic but we are really open to community midwives and um, you know, liaison with us about patients that they feel would need to come to the clinic. Because they might have conversations in a, in a home setting where people feel a bit more yeah. relaxed and chatty. Yeah. yeah, and they get to know the patients a little bit better than us sometimes. So it just shows how your teams all work together. Uh-huh. Yeah, because if we think that statistically one in four women will experience sort of mental health difficulties in the perinatal period, and one in ten dads, 
it might not be there at that first initial booking appointment, but we're continuously sort of checking in and reviewing there, you know, the community advisor reviewing. So if there's any change at all, then they'll sort of make that referral to us then. And you already touched on GPs as well, because I know that in our communications team, we get messages quite frequently from, frequently from women who uh, find out they're expecting, and they email us to find out how they then go about booking themselves in. So they start with their GP, is that right? So if you're pregnant, you speak to your GP, and then that gets the... The, the service, yeah, the, the, yeah. the service in place to, to yeah. see you through. Yeah, so each GP service has a midwife attached to that service, and then we all sort of link in and get it trust together. So usually the GP is the first point of call. Just, we get we get messages asking what do I do, um, which you know there's a lot going on at that point in your life, I guess, and sometimes you just you just want to know where you start. And if you've never been pregnant before, you you, you might not know how you know have any idea of where to reach out to. All brand new. Um, so we know that people from ethnic uh, minorities uh, who are having children are more likely to uh, experience barriers when it comes to accessing mental health service. So um, how are we approaching that aspect of things? Yeah, so we we understand that there needs to be extra time there, particularly if, lang- if, you know, if English isn't their first language. We know we need, we need extra time there. We need to work with interpreting services to make sure that we sort of fully understand what it is that for them that we, they need support with. Um, but also research shows that it's about sort of being flexible to the to their needs, and we are fortunate enough to be able to um, to offer telephone appointments. Um, we also sort of can offer virtual appointments as well, um, and we're very keen to have services at both sites. So we have a, a clinic, the Obstetric Mental Health Clinic, and birth affection services are um, both at Sunderland and South Tyneside, so that the hope is you don't have to travel too far from your home, and also sort of providing like leaflets in different like languages and things like that um, um, but we, and but we understand that you know sort of like the cost of living crisis as well at the moment um, so it, it may be that you sort of can't afford the petrol to sort of come to the appointments and things like that we're, we're, unless there's like a clinical need that you need to come to the hospital for like a scan we're more than happy to change it to a telephone appointment to accommodate. So we do have community teams as well so I don't know where the balance comes if they go and see people if they're struggling to get to the hospital and, and that, I don't know if that wor- it works that way. Um, I guess it's it depends on the presenting sort of what the need for that review is, I guess. Right, okay. Yeah. So Sarah, you mentioned that um, some of the uh, patients who come to us are already taking um, some medications, so what advice would you give to any mum that's listened to this that is already on medications and, and is expected? Um, I think it's important that they access a GP, predominantly as the GP that is prescribed it and already knows their plan of care, so just to let them know that they're pregnant. Um, we would advise you know that women don't just stop the medication um, and we can provide information to weigh out the benefits and the risks for that and discuss you know about postnatal care as well when taking the medication um, yeah. there are some sort of mental health conditions where people are offered like preconception care so they can look at their medication mm-hmm. that they're taking before they are actually pregnant and any adjustments if needed can be made to that uh, so, so I think it would be important to let your GP know even if you are consider, like, considering trying for a baby really just to see if the medication that they're on is safe in pregnancy. Yeah. Thank you, that's really useful. I was really interested in what impact that could have so that's quite good, quite good to know just as a, as a bit of information. Now we talk about the NHS long term plan every so often on the podcast so we know that that aims to achieve um, a 50% reduction in stillbirth, maternal mortality, neonatal mortality and serious brain injury by 2025. Um, what are we doing to kind of play our part in that? I would say that 
The maternal mental health service came from sort of the long-term plan, identifying that there isn't a need for women who've had birth trauma or loss and are experiencing PTSD symptoms and have support for that. Um, so I'd say we're really striving forward there. We're, we're educating our staff in trauma-informed care and making sure that we treat everybody as individuals and looking at what their needs are and how can us as staff support that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. continuity for that pregnancy as well, yeah. So we also have mentioned the perinatal community health team. Uh, what does perinatal mean and what? how does that team play a part in everything that we do? So the word perinatal means from conception up until about a year postnatal. Um, in the perinatal community mental health team, we work really closely with them. They come every couple of weeks to clinic. It's an opportunity for them to share any information, always with consent, um, but an opportunity to share information about what they're doing to support you and also how we can make sure that we're supporting you as well. It's that all-arounded holistic approach really. So how long after a birth can you access the birth reflection service? So within the, within a year, so a 12 month period from the baby being born, or if you're currently pregnant again in the next pregnancy, sometimes it's not until then that we think about sort of going, where you're going there. Um, so if you're currently pregnant or had a baby in the last 12 months. And I guess if you're struggling otherwise beyond that time frame, your GP's best place yeah. to turn to first off. Yeah, the GP sort of really is the, the first point of contact because they know about all the different services that are available. So if it's not particularly going to be one of our services, there'll be another service out there. But we're always happy to you know, help anyone and support any community advice um, and support any of our women if needed. So we appreciate that people don't fit into boxes, do you know what I mean? It's about being individualised and, and looking at that. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked a lot about the support that's out there for patients, but what support is there for you as a team as well? So we're very fortunate to have the Thrive service um, that can provide psychological therapy there um, and line, line management usually, um, yeah. professional midwifery advocates for, for midwives. There's lots of different support out there and I would say mental health affects anybody really. It's, it doesn't, it's not picky about who, who it chooses and we all have very stressful and busy lives, busy jobs and things like that. So I would just say if you are in need of extra support then don't be afraid to reach out. And we've recorded a podcast about Thrive as well, which is very handy and it's definitely worth a listen to so people can go back and have a listen to that if they're not already recorded. Great. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Sarah and Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of our People Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up to date with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.